You are listening to the Stuff You Should Do podcast number 18. Start a blog. Message. With your host, Cam Bickley. What's happening there, everybody? It's your boy, Cam Bickley, and welcome back to another episode of Stuff You Should Do. If it's your first time here, hey, thank you so much for hitting that play button. Do me another favor, hit that subscribe button so you'll be the first one to know about when I post all my new podcast episodes. And again, if this is your first time listening, the podcast is all about stuff you should do. And on today's episode, we're talking about starting a blog. I got my homegirl, Alex. She's got her own blog. It's in your face. It's raw. It's nice. She just re-released it. So she's got a lot of content coming, a lot of content on the way. So we're going to get into her blog, how she got started, her inspiration, where it's going, what's coming in the future, HBCUs, and a lot more. If you don't know what an HBCU is, stick around. We'll fill you in. We'll take care of you. So sit tight, and I'll see y'all in a little bit. So today on this episode of Stuff You Should Do, I have another co-host here with me. Y'all know how it goes. I usually have a co-host here with me. And today I have uh, Alex Young here with me. And she has her own blog. It's called Live with Alex. I checked it out before the show and or before the podcast. And we'll talk. We'll definitely talk about we'll talk a little bit more about it later. But um, without further ado, I just want to let Alex introduce herself, uh, tell you all a little bit about her blog and, you know, her inspiration to start a blog. So, Alex, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. You know, it's a pleasure to be on your podcast this uh, episode. Mm-hmm. So Thank you for, for sitting me. down and thanks for sitting down and talking to me. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. So a little bit about myself and my blog. Um, well, my name is Alex. I am 23 years old, originally from Chicago, but I went to high school in San Diego. Um, I graduated from Clark Atlanta, you know, the illustrious CAU. Oh, God. So wait, I, didn't, I didn't even know you was from San Diego. So how do you get from San did you just get a scholarship to the CAU? Is that is that how that happened? I got a scholarship, but um, that's not why I went there. I ended up getting a scholarship just because I they gave away like scholarship money for people who graduated high school, like a three point five or up. Um, I just knew I wanted to go. <laughs> Well, my mom has this rule, like me and my sister were not allowed to stay in state to go to school. She wanted us to go away and get like the real college experience. So I knew I couldn't stay in San Diego. Right. Um, And then my sister is three years older than me. So she went to an HBCU in South Carolina. She went to Benedict. And Mm -hmm. I used to just see her always like talk about how fun it was and all this stuff. I went to go visit her and I was like, yo, HBCUs are lit. So I started looking into HBCUs. I didn't know where we wanted to go to. And so I just started applying. I was like, oh, Atlanta looks fun. And I applied. I went to do my school visit and I got accepted. And I was like, all right, bitch, this is where you finna go. And, you know, they had a good, they had a good, I, I kind of based it off of like location. Like I wasn't like, oh, I didn't want to go there because I saw ATL. Like most people did, but I wanted to go there because I was like, okay, it's Atlanta. Like it's black. Like, you know, I'm yeah. having fun. But when I got there, like ironically, like my program is actually really good anyway. So it kind of worked out in my favor though. It wasn't like I just came here for no reason, but yeah, that's how I ended up. So just to backtrack for some of the people that might not know what an HBCU is, it's a historic, it's, it stands for, or the acronym stands for Historically Black Colleges and Universities. So Alex, you could probably expound a little bit more on what HBCU is all about. Honestly, it's just like, 
obviously it's college, but it's like yeah. the culture and the community is literally predominantly black. So rather than going to a PWI where you're predominantly with the white people, you're going with just black people and the culture is different. Like they do. I mean, every college has like homecoming, but like homecoming with HBCUs is like 10 times more different than like your typical high school homecoming or just like your PWI homecoming. It's the culture. The environment is different. There's lots of classes that like literally focus like your electives on African-American studies and like you just learn a lot about who you are like you kind of find yourself I was like cliche as that sounds like oh you come to an HBCU you find yourself like some people come out here and be like so in tune with their roots to become like natural I guess like that kind of like really is a thing when you go to an HBCU like you really kind of just find yourself and get in tune because you're so educated like when I went like before I came to Clark like I went to uh, predominantly white school like middle school and high school so I mean I knew black people my family's black of course but I learned a lot more in my HPCU about my history and my culture than I ever learned in my predominantly white schools and my history classes so it's kind of just like the environment and the vibe is different um, it's really ghetto I'm not gonna lie you know <laughs> it's different but it's like a fun it's, it's one big family like they like it really is a family obviously people going you know beef like whatever but like when it comes down to it like because we're so small Small, like at least my HBCU was very small and like close. It's like like everybody's like everyone knows each other like and then we're right into the AUC so we got like Morehouse and Spelman next to us like within walking distance so even though we have like that little AUC rivalry like when it comes down to it like we can all come together and like be like all right don't fuck with the AUC like it's just really like different like the culture and the environment like I don't know how to, like, you gotta just go to an HBCU and, like, if you don't want to go to one, you gotta, like, I feel like every person should experience an HBCU homecoming, at least. Like, oh, yeah. You'll get, you'll get a vibe, like, alright, boom. This is lit, like, it's just, it's real good, though. Definitely, and for, as far as homecoming go, because, I mean, it, yeah, I, I definitely recommend it for everybody, not not just black people. And I mean, for people of other races, just the majority of the time you're going to be around a whole bunch of black people. So if you if you comfortable in that environment, hey, I encourage you to go to a homecoming because it's, it's just it, the vibe is great. Everybody's so friendly and welcoming. I mean, you got the old the people that graduated from the university, you know, 20, 30 years ago, they come back. They come back just, and they're always are so giving. Like you can really network, like even though people don't think you can network during homecoming because everybody want to be drunk and partying like alumni come back like the alumni association come back the old heads and they really like try to plug you at their tents like oh you should like they handing out like more than food and alcohol like they talking to you and they mingling so it's a really good time to just kind of network as well like like you just kind of want to get in touch and stay stay in contact with the old heads because they really give back to the school especially when you go like my HPC was a private school so it wasn't publicly like funded by the government like so our alumni really helped give back and fund different programs and like different schools so it's it's just a real good experience like it's more than just getting drunk and coming back like to your alma mater like it that's the main thing of course you know you want to get drunk hang out with your friends join seeing in some years but like right. it's more to just oh we just here to get drunk like you it's if you're really involved with your school like it's it's deeper than just the party right so yeah like like we both said definitely recommend it check out a homecoming or if you're in high school you know and you got these colleges on the table you know maybe you want to look into an hbcu but hey that's that's for you this this is just our recommendations to you all at least give it a try but with that being said talk a little bit about your blog the name what got you started with it what it's all about that type deal all right so um well i started the blog on january 5th 2017 so we actually just turned two 
um, last weekend, or like a week and a half ago, not not too long ago. Um, I started it. Uh, honestly, so my major was print journalism, so I was always kind of big on writing, but I was more so a writer for news, like I did, like news articles and reports. So I always knew I knew how to write. I was I always knew I was good at writing. And at the time that I actually launched my blog. It started off kind of as just like a hobby, just like, oh, I need to kind of perfect my writing and my craft, just something to do when I'm bored. I wasn't consistent when I first started. And so um, mostly I used to see people honestly like post like, oh, yeah, I'm a journalist and they weren't a journalist at all. Like they had a blog <laughs> and posted like two things and they was like doing gossip columns. And I was like, don't that's disrespect not, my major. Like, yeah, that's you know? not journalism. So I was like, what? And so I was like, I'm going to show you what a real journalist is. Mind you, my blog has nothing to actually do with journalism at this point and like actual like news writing so it's really <laughs> yeah, ironic, definitely, so. But, definitely um, not. I kind of it because I was getting mad like I was like y'all trying my major like don't be doing it like you're not no journalist and so um at the time a lot of people just had blogs and I was like bro like your blog is shitty like like not to be like you know but I was like you're like your blog ain't that good like I could do better so I was mm-hmm. like let me just let me do it for the people but it's funny because I had drafted my first blog post like at the end of 2016, like either on the 30th or the 31st. And I was like, okay, just post it, just post it. But I was like really scared because I was like, what if they don't like my, like I'm over here judging y'all writing. Like what if y'all don't focus mine? So yeah, it's uh, two ways to, uh, I, I hesitated two posting to it. it. And then when I finally did post it, um, I got a lot of good feedback like this. Like within that first week, everybody was like, oh, like your blog was real good. Like it sounds just like you, like I'm having a conversation with you. And I was like, okay, so y'all fuck with it. And so I kind of kept writing, but again, it wasn't consistent. Um, mm-hmm. But that's kind of how I started. Basically, I low-key was like trying to perfect my craft, but I said at the same time, I was trying to be like funny. Like I, if y'all could do it, I could do it. Like who would have knew that like two years later that I would have built an audience and like really kind of invested into this as a brand so <laughs> right i guess it's safe to say after all this time you're glad that you you know hit publish on that first post huh i do you know i, I was real heck like kind of like hectic and like skeptical like uh should you do it should you not because i mean people have read my writing because obviously i wrote for the school newspaper all four years of college so my work has been published but it was like that work was different than what i published in my first blog post like that was like factual like news you know and this one was kind of like bitch i'm just talking shit like so it was a little like i was scared but then i got good feedback and i was like okay you can really do this and so yeah (laughs) right well i mean first I applaud you for starting your blog because, I mean, it takes a lot to, you know, put yourself out there because you you open yourself up for so much criticism. And we all know that how the Internet is nowadays. Like the Internet is it's it's crazy. People people say like all kind of out the way shit. Just take take Twitter, for example. Like you get on Twitter and see like people throwing dirt, slinging dirt, saying all this like hurtful stuff to people. So it's scary to like put yourself out there for the Internet to, you know, say what they want to about you when you when you start a blog do you do you have to do you have to have any like web design background or can you just you know go to like some kind of medium and just start typing like how how did you get like the actual blog going gotcha so um Originally, I started off on WordPress. I was very familiar with WordPress. Again, my major was journalism. So a lot of my classes required us to have. um, I actually had like four WordPress accounts, like different website URLs because of my classes. Um, So I was very familiar with like how to work that website and their domain and the platform. So I started off on WordPress. 
And for me, I feel like that's very easy. It's very simple. Um, like everything is kind of like step by step. Like that is the ultimate beginner thing um, to start it that way. Um, but I started on WordPress. It was live with Alex.wordpress.com. I picked my color scheme. I think the templates were like for your design were already like there. You just had to like choose which one you wanted. They have like free trials and then they have some some that you can like pay for. I chose the free one, of course, at the time. But um WordPress for me was the best one. I did try to play around with like Wix. I think that was the domain and another one that I can't remember before I moved to Squarespace. Um, and even Squarespace is pretty good. I think after my first year, I wanted to get a little bit more serious with my writing. So I ended up switching over to my domain to Squarespace and I actually purchased it. So instead of livewithalex.wordpress, it's just livewithalex.com. Yeah, so um, it's just got you, it's got your it's got your thumbprint on it now. Exactly, but um, there is WordPress is definitely a, a really good beginner one. Um, at least for me, I've heard some people say that WordPress isn't easy, but I guess it was easy for me because, like I said, I had used it at least four different times for different classes, so I was very familiar with that layout and that platform. Um, but honestly, you just have to find one good hosting site. They have a lot of them. You probably have to play around with them, of course, and do like the trial and error. But once you find out what platform you want to use as long as you have your site and your domain like your url up you just have to like log in to your little password hit post blog type it up and then publish it it's, it's real real smooth once you get past like finding which site works for you or which host works for you right so you for somebody just like just starting out like they just they just now like today decided they want to start writing a blog you would say check out wordpress I would say that personally, um, people have said that Wix works for them. Um, but for me, I think WordPress is the best because like it literally is like there's no there's no complications. You don't have to have any HTML code or like there's no coding. Like it's literally like you you sign up, you log in, you choose your theme. You could change your colors and play around with like, you know, the color scheme and stuff like that. But everything is literally right there. Of course, if you wanted to do some fancy stuff, you might need to know a little bit more. But like the, the bare minimum basics to just have your layout and your like blog section. I think WordPress works best. Once you first once you hit publish on that, well, I guess once you got it going, you you felt a little bit better about um, about posting your blogs. So talk a little bit of how a little bit about how you know it made you feel once you kind of got in the groove of making you know blog posts consistently before you took like your break before the re-release. Um, it felt like I felt like I was like you know all right, bitch, you could do this. Like you got this. Um, mm-hmm. It was just like, and it's funny because even when I first, I don't think I really became consistent. I took two big breaks of writing in both years that I was writing. That's just kind of like funny. The first break that I took, I had just graduated college. And so I was kind of like in a little post-graduation blues trying to just figure out stuff. And then when I came back writing, I had transitioned into my own host because I was like, all right, you're going to be serious this time. Um, So I wouldn't say, I don't think the word consistency is an actual good word for me to be honest over the last two years because I've I haven't been as consistent as most people are or as I should have but I, I've written in the last two years I think I've published about 20 blogs which is still I guess fairly good you know um, all on live with Alex yes they're all on my website um, but 
when I started kind of getting into it, because when I first dropped the blog, like the first like three or four months, I was kind of posting consistently. Um, and I, I used to always just get good feedback. Like, oh, this is good. This is fun. You know, I would post it on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat and Facebook. And I would get all this traffic sourcing, you know, and it like people would actually read it because that's another thing. Like people don't read. So like, oh to, no, attention spans people, are so short now. That too, but just like, even if the attention span isn't short, like no one likes to read. Like that's just the honest truth. So to even have people be like, oh, this blog is cool, y'all check it out. Like I used to get really good feedback, and I already knew that I was a good writer, and I don't try to seek like validation or like you know things like that from other people but like stuff like that like that positive like feedback and positive reassurance was like always like a plus for me so I was like okay like if I ever doubted myself in my writings I will always get like the good feedback and like I would always draft the post and like send it to my mom and my dad before I published it and they were like they my parents so they would hype me up like oh it's so good you know sometimes I'm like okay well are you my parents or like you know like yeah wouldn't know if they were just being like parents and being supportive but like once I would hit publish like it wasn't just them saying oh that's so good so I was like all right bitch you might you might be good like so you might be on to something now it's always a good feeling when you actually get positive feedback versus like and I take constructive um you know um criticism but I actually haven't like no one's actually kind of told me like anything like negative like oh you should change this or this so I feel like not to my own horn like I'm doing a good job so far like I've, I've got nothing but like good 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 feedback so yeah and that's good feedback makes feedback makes the world go around because i mean it with blogging or like me with the podcast it it doesn't matter what you're doing but like you can't you can't get it to where you want it to be by yourself so you like need those people to give you feedback and honest feedback is a thing because i mean some people they and this is kind of where you see who's real in your corner who's not like if you got those people that are saying oh yeah I love it it's so great when like you can kind of tell they bullshitting but you need those people that's gonna give you honest feedback like they not gonna sugarcoat it they gonna tell you what they did like what they didn't like and those are the people that you really need when you like trying to get something off the ground so yeah feedback is definitely important especially that honest good feedback that's what I look for the most like I'm really big on interacting with my readers and having them engage with me and tell me like what they want to see what they don't like what they like because like I'm writing for myself but I'm also writing for them like if I was just writing for myself I wouldn't publish it I would just jot it down draft their journal it so it's like you really want to make sure that you're getting feedback and you're taking it into consideration like you can't just give feedback and be like okay cool whatever like you want to if you want to keep your audience and make it grow and expand like that feedback is very essential so I went over to your blog and I actually I actually read a couple of a couple of the articles on there and I, I really like your style of writing because like I had never seen the blog. I had never seen your blog website before. So like when I went to it, I was just kind of expecting, you know, it's just a blog. And then like the first post I saw, I think it was like from either March or May sometime last year. And the first one was about women going through the whole phase. And I was like, oh, man, this is this is good right here. Let me click on this and read through this and see what Alex talk about. Just to get a people a little bit of a little taste of what what your blog is about. You mind talking a little bit more about the about the whole phase part or uh, or why women should embrace them? 
And men too. I guess it goes both ways. It, it does go both ways. But um, that blog specifically, well, that blog was actually, I think that was like the start. Because if you if you have been following my blog actively, like since the very beginning, like if you were one of the people from the very, very beginning, the tone in my blogs changed. Like the first year, I didn't wrote a couple of like controversial, like shit talking blogs, but I tried, like I filtered them. And then the second year I was like, all right, I'm gonna just jump into it and like, because I'm, if you know me like i'm very like raw and just like unfiltered like yeah, it comes out in the right so um i used to try to filter them because i knew that my mom and my dad read them and then like mm. you know they, their facebook friends would read them but my relationship with my parents is how i act in real life is also how i act like on my blogs like i talk to them like we, we them my homies so i was like all right i'm gonna just stop filtering it i'm gonna just really give y'all the raw shit that y'all want because i always cut up in my instagram story so i was like all right i'm gonna just boom transfer that dot like that energy into me and my blogs because I knew that I would get more views and readers that way as well but that one was actually inspired by um this girl diamond she has her own blog and she actually kind of inspired me to like be just unfiltered it's called diamondsdosage.com she mm-hmm. wrote something like i think it was like the hose of hollywood or something i was like i'm about to piggyback off of that and tell y'all why you need to be a hoe <laughs> <laughs> so um the blog is aimed at women but like you said like men should go through their whole phase i think the difference is, is that usually like men's whole phase is like not frowned upon it's like oh you that nigga like, you a you a hoe like you get bitches so it was yeah. more aimed towards women so they could be like you could be a hoe like be okay um but basically it was just letting you know like it like it's okay to be a hoe like, you ain't gotta be like a ho-ho but like don't be this little prude bitch like live your life go explore and like go on dates you know date other niggas date around mingle um like get to know yourself and there's not really a time limit on it i guess but like some people get so caught up with that hoe phase that it turns into a whole lifestyle <laughs> so you just and that's like, so you, gotta, you, you think like after you think like after two months if you still if you still like the you know two months is not living, enough time no two months in enough two time? months is not enough time I say a whole phase I guess it depends on the girl and what made you go into your whole phase there's different factors for your whole phase some people go into their whole phase because they are, grew up sheltered so they get grown or go to college and they get all this freedom and don't know how to act and those mm-hmm. usually like church girls and stuff you know like real strict parents some people go through their whole phase because they got their heart broke and they're trying to be a hoe and get like revenge and be spiteful some people just want to explore their sexual freedom like it's different reasons that why you go into your whole phase so i guess what made you jump into that phase of life will also kind of play a role in how long you stay in it but um two months is not long enough but no, I, I don't say, think so not two months I say, because I feel like if you have your whole face in two months and you're like, you really like doing your whole shit and your whole face and exploring yourself and yeah, that's a little while because that means you're just doing dick and dick and dick in, in 60 days and that's nasty. Yeah. So I mean, wanna, that'll land you. You want to like it, spread it out. Um, but I just think like, I would say like six to like nine months. I would even give you a full year, honestly. Like, but I feel like Ooh. after like a certain time, maybe like, okay, bitch. The trial is up. Like you, you got it. Yeah, like, like that's that's one thing. Like, and now, and we're like in this like time where everybody kind of wants to start embracing your sexual freedom and be sexually liberated, and that's cool too. But no matter how much we try to like force that agenda on people that like women can be sexually liberated, like it's still you can embrace the fuck out of your wholeness. It's still like certain things that you want to be like you don't want to actually live a whole life forever though. I don't care what nobody said. Like I, I will embrace my whole phase. You know, I did. I had one. Everyone has one. But like I don't wouldn't want to like embrace a whole life 
like that's that's and that's kind of like a double standard though but the blog mainly just kind of letting people know like you could be a hoe you can go on dates you can mingle you could do this you could do that but know how to cut it off but you want to go and like explore yourself because it teaches you for one what you do and what you don't like like you know like it's it's a good phase to go through but you kind of have to know when to transition to be like all right we've had enough like let's wrap it up let's cut it short um but yeah, I feel like it's very essential for women to go through a whole phase. Um, if you don't go through one, I kind of feel sorry for you. If you haven't experienced yours yet, it's re- it really is coming. Um, it can hit you whenever, when you're young, when you're mid-life crisis, when you're old. It, it happens. It's going to happen. The grandma too. Like, so it's like, it's inevitable. Like it's, it's literally going to happen. You cannot fight it and try to not make it happen. Like I yeah. feel like people who try to fight it and not make it happen or like make it known, like, are low-key like pick me it's like oh well i didn't have a whole face or i like girl do you want a cookie like yeah like did, good did for you, so, you yeah bitch embrace it like yeah so like here, here's a question um do you think that some women are scared to uh, some some women like are, they're scared to embrace it because they they don't want to they they're afraid of what people might think like oh my god like she 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 out with dude 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 like she been out with all these dudes like this that and the other or should you just like throw that care to the wind is like do you Cause some people, well, I know some women that they don't want to be viewed like that, even though that's really the life they want to live. Yeah, they um, they they worried about what you know, G- Johnny gonna say. Definitely, I feel like a lot of people don't fully embrace it or even go through it because of what people are gonna say. But I feel like if you can go do this, that, the third, and be grown when you doing it like you should be growing and understand that people gonna talk about you like it's just something that you have to embrace like you know you could it's how you I guess wear your wholeness if that makes sense like I feel like if you're gonna be out here doing whole shit and doing your little dirt in your whole face you gotta know how to like like you can't be a hoe and be ashamed that you a hoe like if somebody called you a hoe you gotta be like okay and yeah so like you got like it's because at the end of the day like and I also touched this at the very beginning of the blog anybody can be called a hoe you could be called a hoe from your best friend because oh bitch you a hoe that at the gas station could call you a hoe because you didn't get his, get your, like get um give me your number like you anybody could be a hoe to be honest so when somebody call you a hoe I feel like you shouldn't be like defensive and that's the thing like a lot of girls really do want to be free and liberated and do this and that but they're always scared of what someone's gonna say but you can't be scared what they're gonna say is if you let it be known what you're doing like that's another thing a lot of people try to be hoes and be sneaky like especially like in the the same group of friends or like whatever like if you let that shit be known who cares what Sarah says you know what like it's it's I feel sorry for people that just don't know how to embrace it. Like, you just need to be living your best life, exploring, you know, doing what you got to do. Like, just going out there and be a hoe, period. I try my best not to, like, slut shame people, but it kind of comes off like that just because, like, everybody, like, slut shame subconsciously. And I guess that's another reason why people are, like, afraid to, like, do their dirt and, like, live that hope face because yeah, even I mean, if you're not intentionally happen. trying to slut shame, the, the double standard makes everybody slut shame. So I don't want to say, like, oh, yeah, I'm so, like, on Amber Rose's wave because I know that I be saying shit that be, like, damn, bitch, like, whose side are you on? Like, you know, it, because it's that double standard, though. But um, I guess if you really kind of break it down when I say, like, embrace your whole face and, like, just take pride and own it, I guess you could say in a way, like, you know, I'm on that little wave. Yeah, something like that. So I'm not I'm not going to go into too many other parts of the blog because I want you all to 
you know, get go go check out and see what Alex was writing about. Cause she's like she said now, she's giving y'all, you know, the vivid image of whatever it is she's trying to portray. Like it's it's no holes barred. She's gonna give you the real, she's gonna give you the raw. So, you know, make sure you got your big boy pants when you go over and check the blog out. Because it's not it is, for sensitive people. Nah, it's not. You gotta have uh yeah, you gotta have your big boy pants on on that one if you're gonna read it. <laughs> For sure. So, talk, you you said you just or the blog just turned two, right? And if for whatever reason some people might have got it misconstrued throughout the podcast, your blog is the category will fall in the lifestyle, right? Uh, yeah, it's like a lifestyle blog. Um, it's more more towards millennials, but obviously people of the other generations read it, um, especially because like my parents shared on Facebook, so like all their friends are tuned in. Um, but my audience is more so millennials. It's a millennial lifestyle blog. That's one thing I want to work on this year is to kind of actually make posts that are that are relatable to the older crowd. Like even though they read it and find it funny, like some of the stuff they just can't relate to, you know. Um, right. So it's a lifestyle blog. I've also been told that a lot of my stuff literally focuses on like young women and I guess that makes sense because I'm a woman myself so two things I'm trying to do this year is kind of be versatile and make bring in an older crowd and then also kind of make posts that are like literally catering to men um but yeah it's a lifestyle blog i kind of talk about a lot of stuff most of my topics literally come from the internet like if you if i'm on twitter or like on instagram and it's a big debate that lasts like two days or that like that becomes a trending topic that shakes all of twitter I'm gonna like get my take on it, you know. I'm gonna sit back and listen to like read everybody's tweets, you know, see what everybody else gotta say about it, and then like boom, I'm gonna pop my shit and tell you how I feel. So most of it is just like my own opinion. A couple of the blogs that I've posted have literally been like kind of personal, like real life like real lifestyle blogs that you would like expect from like you know, like your typical like Starbucks like blogger, you know, and then some of them are just like, damn, like who who wrote this? This is the same girl because it kinda like it's like I could switch it over. Um, but right. it's, it's a lifestyle blog, definitely. Um, I'll try my best to kind of maintain the millennial mind, like, and make it benefit to millennials for them to kind of be humored and just attract them. But it definitely is on the category of lifestyle. You could do like entertainment, I guess, as well, because it's, it's really entertaining if you ask me. <laughs> oh, it's definitely entertaining. That's why I'm telling y'all to go over and, you know, look at it. Because, I mean, there was another. Another article that I, I read the uh, the bad sex one, and we could probably debate this some other time. But I wouldn't say bad sex is always on the men, but like that's that's neither here nor there. We could talk about that later. <laughs> I'll let y'all get over and read that one. And y'all can y'all can dwell on that one and see what your thoughts are about that. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> Yeah, so um, talking about your re-release, so January fifth was the re-release, or re- was it? It wasn't really a re-release. It was, it was like, like a launch. I would say it was a re-release because I had actually shut down my um my um domain from like so people can even get to it, huh? Yeah, from June until the first of January. Like if you typed in livewithalex.com, it would take you to a um construction page. Like you weren't able to access it at all. So it was like a rebrand. When I did relaunch, I changed the web. Website. I added new features. I changed the color scheme. I did new logos. So it was like a complete like makeover, relaunch, rebrand, all the whole nine yards. So real quick, so the logo, um, the color scheme, all of that. Um, what really influenced that? Is there like a story behind it? Like as to why you chose the certain colors and why you chose <laughs> like I mean the 
because your logo is like somebody writing, right? So I mean, yep. that's kind of that's kind of self-explanatory. But is there was there any influence behind it? Um, no, it's funny because first of all, I just want to shout out to my graphic designer, Charisma. Um, y'all should follow her and hit her up for all your graphics. Her personal Instagram is the Melanaire, and then her um, you know, business one because she's a blogger as well is the C Files. Um, so y'all should hit her up, follow her. So shout out to Charisma. yeah, I dropped that down in the show links or in the show notes. Um, But but it's was funny because when I hit her up about the logo, I literally just wanted it to say live with Alex. I just wanted a text logo. And she actually ended up adding in the um, the the writing. And she was like, I know you just wanted something really simple to like just a text logo. But I added in this graphic for you. And I was like, so I had originally hit her up for just a text logo. I just wanted something real simple and playing live with Alex, what I wanted to say. And she did that. You know, I told her what um, font or, you know, what like color and stuff and then she hit me back and was like I added this um the hand in it as well and I was like oh I love it like I was like that's that's it like I'm a writer like this this is perfect and so um that's how the logo came about I wanted something simple and she kind of was like I'm not gonna give you simple like you've rebranded like so I'm gonna just add a kick in there and yeah. the kick was, the, was the perfect thing for me so um really the the logo literally came from charisma like because if it was up to me as creative as I am I wanted it to be like just real simple like just just to say live with Alex I didn't want anything extra because I always feel like people have these these extra ass logos that like distract from like the brand that you're supposed to have so I wanted right. to be like real straight to the point and simple but I feel like even her adding that extra kick in there like it's still very simple and like it's I like it so if it's it's all charisma that did that <laughs> okay so you you how did y'all meet did you just like DM on Instagram or what happened with that no um she actually went to Clark as well ah, okay. um, so we we've known each other through passing um I think all four years but we didn't actually start speaking and communicating until um I think until about the time I started rebranding, like, you know, we would speak from time to time, like on Twitter or like Instagram, you know, just small talk, replying to tweets and posts. But we didn't actually kind of we I feel like now we have like a business and a friendship relationship. So like if it wasn't for me needing her to like be my graphic designer, we probably would just still be like cordial through passing. So but we've known each other for a couple of years through school. And like I, we've had like mutual um, associates and colleagues. Gotcha. So if you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your logo, you don't got to take it all on by yourself. You can ask people, reach out to people. It's a shit ton of like websites out there that's got freelancers and all this stuff that'll hook you up with a nice logo. So if you like stressing over what you should do for a logo, just ask somebody. It's that simple. You don't got to sit there, there and pull be, your hair Be resourceful. Like the internet is full of free game promoting themselves left and right. Like use it. Right. So talk a little bit about how how um how much work you put into getting your getting your re-release party together because there was a lot going on. I mean, you had like all this you had to get so much stuff set up and everything like that. So how how was that? Man. Was that hectic? It was now that I think about it, it wasn't as hectic and as stressful as I made it out to be. I'm a very dramatic person. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, but thinking back on it, the process was actually very smooth. Like Once I figured out what I wanted to do and I secured my venue, everything fell into place. Like, And it's so funny because last year I actually wanted to have a birthday party for my blog and like on the first year. I'm glad that I didn't because I ended up stopped writing for like eight months. But um, this year I was like, okay, you have to come back and got to go hard. So I started thinking about this 
mm, a little bit before my birthday. Mind you, my birthday is Labor Day weekend in September. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been like a couple of months that I've been like thinking and plotting and planning. Um, but once I found my venue and I put my deposit down and locked that in, literally everything else fell into my lap. Like my DJ was easy, you know, like like you said, like you have to just be asked around like do you know somebody who does this and it's like I went to CAU like it's a bunch of talent there so everyone that I actually used went to CAU my photographer went to CAU my graphic designer went to CAU the girl who did my desserts CAU my DJ CAU like it's and they were all girls so I had a team full of girls that helped bring my vision to life black girls so that was like my biggest thing like I, I was really proud that I used all like black girls who are creatives and have their own shit going on mm-hmm. um, it was really hectic a little bit but like everything kind of fell into place like the, the most stressful part for me was making sure that I had a good turnout because it was like yeah people support me on the internet you know but it's like who really gonna support you enough to like buy a ticket to pull up and like you know actually physically be there and show your support so that was, yeah, like, was, that, that was, was my that, biggest concern yeah was I was about support. to ask you was that your uh, biggest concern was how many people you know really show up because I feel that's it seems like that's the the biggest worry about a lot of events, like how I many, who really gonna show up, like who really gonna be there when, like, when it's go time, you know. So I yeah, feel like, like that's that, the, the biggest worry. That was my biggest concern when I put the tickets out. I was like, who gonna buy you? Like, it's twenty dollars too much. Like, I was really worried about stuff like that. And um, then you ended up like to- selling out, didn't you? I did, I did, but I didn't want to, um, like, you know, put all this, because I invested a lot of time and money and everything, like, you know, booking DJs and venues and desserts and balloons, like, so it was very expensive, and so I was like, I don't want to, like, spend all this money and then, like, have, like, six people show up and three of them are my sister and my parents, like, you know, (laughs) um, but I actually sold out, I ended up putting um, 50 tickets up, Um, I had my, like, best friends and, like, just people I went to high school with, who I still communicate with who don't live in Georgia buy tickets you know I have people who buy tickets just off the support that they like they fuck with me like they can't make it but I'm gonna show you support um the turnout was pretty good I think there was about like 25 people 30 people that kind of showed up I don't know where the other people that were who lived in Georgia who didn't come didn't care to ask you know they still paid whatever like okay but um that was my biggest concern was like what is the turnout gonna be like are people really gonna support me and fuck with this and they did and so that was like once once those tickets sold out officially I had like no more worries it was like everything is officially set in place like my tickets are sold out it's gonna be a good turnout everything else is secured and booked so it wasn't as stressful as I made it seem now that I look back on it but boy them them four months of planning you couldn't tell me I wasn't stressed <laughs> nah that's a lot you had a lot of shit on your plate too so it's, it's right that she was stressed but in the end it all turned out for the better cause like that that thing was packed it like it was thick in the yeah, it, it was a really good turnout, you know, and the venue was nice. The, the 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 decor was nice. Like everything literally turned out better than I thought. Like I was in literal awe that it everything just came together. Like, damn, bitch, you really did this. Like, all right, like you, like you, if you wasn't that bitch before, you that bitch now. <laughs> <laughs> and and speaking of like the whole the whole like re release party. Uh, hearing you talk and then hearing your mama talk, I see exactly where you got it from. Like your mom is, she was, she seemed cool as hell. Like I would like to hang out with your mom. 
my mom definitely stole the show. And it's funny because some of the people that were there already knew my mom or like mm-hmm. they, they knew of her through like Instagram, but like they didn't actually, they've never had a conversation with her or something. So like everybody in that room literally was like, your mom giving out free game. You and your mom should collab and do a podcast or do like everybody. Like <laughs> My mom is like really like, that's where I get it from. Like y'all thought I was a shit talker. Y'all thought I was on bullshit. Like my mom is like 10 times worse. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, I saw. Um, I don't know if she was giving a speech or something, but she had like the microphone going on, and she was just talking. I'm like, God, this is. She was just giving free game. Yeah, like. I was soaking it up too. I was like, dang. <laughs> now I really wish I would have been there. <laughs> but no, it w- it was a good event all in all. I'm very very proud and happy of the turnout and the success, and it just like it motivated me. Like I feel like I came that hard on my my launch that like this year has to like I have to go hard. I can't fall off. I can't take no breaks i have to be consistent like that's my my word for the year is consistency and right keep the same energy like i gotta i gotta be on my shit this year like it's like you did this big party you talked up a big game for four months like you you have no reason to fall off because at that point it's just a, like bitch now you're playing with everybody like you wasting everybody's time not even just yours like ours too yeah you gotta back it up so speaking of going forward 2019 from january on what can the people expect from live with Alex? Um, well, I want to actually, you know, take my name as it is live with Alex and go live. Um, I know like it's me writing and it's not actually live, but I really have been considering doing like something where I'm literally going live, like whether I take them like to do like weekly Instagram segments on live or just, just something like YouTube, maybe even once in a blue moon, do a podcast. Like, hey, especially with my mom, since they all love her. Like I want to do something where I actually go live and like kind of interact more. Um, like I said earlier, my main focus is kind of now towards men because I feel like a lot of my posts are like literally aimed at women. So I want to kind of be like, like, and I have a male audience, you know, they think I'm funny so that they read my blogs, but I actually want them to read my blog and be like, damn, she's funny and I can relate to this. Like they can't actually relate to it. They just laugh at it, you know? So right. I want to focus on men. I want to try to do something where I can go and do like different segments and like actually be be her in front of a camera or something like you know really be live literally mm-hmm. um i want to do a couple of collabs you know i've been networking with other creatives who do who produce content like i just have a lot in store so i gotta take it step at a time day by day but there's a lot of things that i'm trying to plan like i really want my brand to be like oh that's alex like oh she has live like i want it to be known like i want people to see my logo and be like oh yeah that's that blog versus seeing the logo and being like what's that like you know i want it to be something where i expand my audience of course and just keep growing and progressing um but my main focus honestly i feel like men like i actually have a lot of men supporters i think that i low-key like on the lowest 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 key like slick might have more men supporters than women and so it's like y'all y'all like really go hard for me and support me so it's like i have to do something for y'all so i'm really looking forward to like collabs and just kind of just expanding and growing and giving the men what they want and give them content <laughs> bam there it is so sounds like we got some big things coming you're gonna be doing the instagram live maybe even you know some youtube videos i'm sure these are gonna be popping no doubt in my mind whatever whatever you do i mean i really think you and your mom should get like a podcast or something like that going that's i, I guarantee that's what you that up. <laughs> that's what that up. i feel like i need to do something where people can actually see me like i feel like 
a video or like a, a segment or something like you can actually get to know or like not know me because you can't know someone through you know the internet but like you can actually mm, see catfish. me and kind of like be like damn like this her personality like you you can't you can kind of portray what you want from my writings and kind of take it how you want but like you can't actually like see like damn this is a dope ass person like you know like you could think that but I wouldn't be able to like to really see like oh damn this bitch like her energy on her blogs literally match her energy to how she acts in real life like you know what I mean like so I'm trying to figure out something where they like they can actually see me and be like alright yeah this like she lit like she real life she, like she really lit <laughs> I mean, you know, you can do you can do Q and A's on Instagram now, so maybe that's something you can do for the do that for the live. You know, what I'm saying go off your um your Instagram for the blog and do like a Q and A session like once a week. You know, have a topic, then open it up, fire it up Q and A on like Wednesday nights for like hours some shit like that. Yeah, well, I I kind of do that now. Um, every time I'm about to do a new post, I'll go and I'll do like the Q and A and the polls, and I'll have people like interact, like and and then you know give their answers, and I always take everybody's like answers and like you know kind of consider them and filter them out for what I'm about to produce uh, this upcoming Wednesday and stuff like that. So. Well, you know, best of luck to you in the future. You know, I I really hope that you and you and your mama collab and link up and make something happen. And make something oh, that ain't no problem. That's gonna happen. <laughs> well, let the people know where to find you. Personal, uh, personal Instagram, the blog Instagram. Just throw the plugs out there. Give me contact info. All right, we here we go. Here. Boom, boom, boom. So my personal Instagram is underscore Alex Armani. And my name is spelled with an I, y'all, not an E. So it's underscore A-L-I-X dot R-M-O-N-I. That's my personal Instagram. My um, blog's Instagram is just live with Alex, L-I-V-E-W-I-T-H-A-L-I-X. I have a Twitter. I use that actively. Um, it's underscore Alex Armani as well, but there's no period in it in that one. And that's it. You know, if you go on my website, it has other stuff on there. I think like my, I have a YouTube channel actually. So that's on there on my um website and then like my Facebook and stuff so you know if y'all want to just keep up with me and follow me just all the social media is on my blog's website okay one last thing before I go we actually have a new post coming out today later this afternoon blog posts come out on Wednesdays y'all and this one is decoding the talking stage it's the T we are putting a stop to the talking and we're trying to distinguish what's the difference between talking and dating so y'all tune in and make sure you subscribe and read and share. Tell your friends, tell your sisters, tell your brothers. She can relate to everybody, y'all. She's got one of the, the more vivid blogs. So like I said, she she's giving you the hard-hitting stuff. It's entertaining. It's fun to read. So make sure you're locked in. And for stuff you should do, we out of here. And here we are at the end of yet another episode. Alex is a character, huh? Yeah, she is, but... Make sure you go over, check out our blog, livewithalex.com. Give us some feedback. Tell her what you like. Engage with her. Reach out to her if you feel the need to. And thank you all for listening to the end of the episode or listening to the entirety of the episode. Um, I got a few things changing with the website. I'm redesigning it, you know, making it look a little bit better. So bear with me once it's, once it's done. It's kind of under, under construction right now. I'll let you all know. But do me a favor you know if you're listening on apple podcast hit that subscribe button write me a five star rating and review and be specific please like tell tell you know me what you liked about the podcast specifically leave me those reviews 
share it with a friend let them know if they're in the podcast you know just get the word out spread it word of mouth i'm creeping closer to a thousand downloads so thank y'all for listening thank y'all for sharing i really appreciate it y'all i really do so 1k here we come baby y'all keep on listening keep streaming keep downloading keep sharing i appreciate you all so much and this has been another episode of stuff you should do i'm your host cam bickley and remember keep doing